0: You know, there is a difference. There's a difference of how we go through things. In Exodus, get on my notes, babe. In Exodus chapter 10, verse 23, this is, in verse 22, it says this. It says, and darkness covered the earth. What had happened was Egypt had moved itself into a place of the judgment of God had come against it now I'm not saying that the judgment of God is coming against America or the world I'm saying the enemy has got a darkness covering the entire planet right now I mean the whole world is facing stuff every country in the world right now is facing the COVID um, right. pandemic every country in the world right now is facing economic crisis every country in the world is facing fear anxiety and there is a darkness all around and as a parent and I know you as a parent too we are st- treading into an area where now we're about to put our kids into a situation that i gotta be honest with you I, i'm not really fear driven in a lot of ways but i was concerned Sending our kids to school this year and I don't know where you stand on it whether you're doing online schooling uh, Whether you're sending your kids to school or how you're doing it, but you can't deny the fact That this is a different day and I as parents. I know you're carrying some kind of a concern But I want to read the scripture to you. Bible says the darkness covered the earth But it said this, they did not see one another, kind of sounds a lot like what's been happening, especially in our kids' life. They've been cut off from friends, cut off from, you know, um Social activities—they just kind of been isolated. too I don't know about y'all, but my girls have picked up fighting a lot more lately <laughs> over the last few months than they ever. And it's amazing that my girls have been back in school for three days. It was weird. The fighting stopped. <laughs> it's so crazy because it's like they—they they, they were on top of each other so much, during all the lockdown, been doing. It's like when they got out, there it is amazing. But it, like I say, your kids haven't seen their friends. Your kids haven't been able to do what you, you, me, all of us haven't been able to. And it said this. It says they did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from their place for three days we're going on five months it's a different world but this is what it says but all you got to remember darkness covered the earth it said that all the children of Israel had a light in their dwelling and that is probably one of the most powerful scriptures you will ever hold as a family that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world that if you are a child of God you have a light that the others do not have and so today I want to talk a few minutes about especially parents sending your kids back into school but even further than that you know I know there that there are people during this season they find themselves in a different place it may not be the school issue, but maybe your marriage is really struggling. It's like you're really having a tough season, maybe financially on your job. Maybe, you know, you, you are struggling, the layoff, but now that the unemployment has stopped and finances are changing and we don't know this, what's going on or how it's changing in which way. And you find yourself under a lot of fear, anxiety, under a lot of worry, a lot. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's relationship. Maybe it's peace, depression. You know, they said that drinking, alcoholism has increased by forty percent across America during this pandemic because people are just trying to figure out how to cope. Um, people, you know, are moving and trying to just. Figure, there's no denying there is a cloud. It seems like over everything right now over the dreams, over the futures, the plans that you had all have changed. It's like you can't count on anything. It's like we're all under a cloud. Mm -hmm. I just want to preach to you today about there's another option. Now, last year, my little girl came home. Alexis came home and she came up to me and said, what's that under there? (laughs) What's that under there? What? Underwear. She said underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get anybody in the first day. My little girl, they came home from school doing that, they kept saying, Daddy, what's underwear, I said underwear? I uh, you said underwear and about an hour later I forget and she came and say uh, I am really preaching today. The title of my what do you under? <laughs> right, what do you under? That's a dad joke, that's bad. I understand. But every one of you kids will say it in tomorrow at school. Hey, what's underwear? <laughs> you said underwear. All right. I'm preaching what do you wonder, because we're under a lot of things going on right now there's a lot of people under pressure there's a lot of people under attack there's a lot of people under illness a lot of people under relationship brokenness the truth is the enemy has tried to put everybody under something right now this morning but I want to preach this morning to you parents especially sending your kids back into school because you're going to be under the pressure of making the right decision i got to balance when i dropped my kids off on monday i was i mean wednesday i was like am i making the right decision or not am i sending them into something and then i had to remember i can be under fear or i can be under the shadow and so i want to take just a minute and i'll draw this out all right stay with me in Psalms 91, the Bible tells us as Christians that there are other options besides what other people that aren't Christians have. See, you can be under circumstance, You can be under anxiety. You can be under fear. There's all kinds of things you could be under today. But I want you to know there's something you can be under that will change everything. And just so those know, they maybe didn't think we have have moved into a new season. The state of Arkansas has said that while we gather together, that um, as long as we're sitting in seats and social distancing you can take your mask off so if you're comfortable taking your mask, you're welcome to you just have to put it back on to exit the building you wear it in you take it off you put it back on uh, when you go praise God things they, they're they're changing the way they're doing things so we have now the freedom to take our mask off while we're sitting in service so you can pull it below your nose so you can breathe all right that's that's totally okay but, I'm preaching all you under. I want to go to scripture in Psalms 91. I want to read this to you, and hopefully I'm going to bring it together real fast and make sense out of this, okay? The entire world was under darkness in Exodus. But there were homes that had the light. In other words, God's people were able to deal with it differently. In Psalms 91, this is what it says. It says he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under everybody say under the shadow of the Almighty now see we're under pandemic we're under mandates we're under social distancing laws we're under all these things and the truth of the matter is the enemy would love to use all these things to keep you under his control by keeping you afraid worried, so wound up, so stressed out, so concerned that you can't hear anything but those voices. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice, and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Meaning this, there are more than one voice that you can follow, or let me say it like this, align yourself behind or put yourself under whatever voice is speaking in your life that you submit to is the voice or is the ruler that you've put yourself under now let me preach just a little bit about under for you all right here it says he that dwells in the secret place of the most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty then he breaks it down in the rest of this chapter about what that actually and what benefits you have for being under this shadow he said this I will say of the Lord he is my refuge in my fortress my God in him will I trust surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the pestilence the peerless pestilence he shall come he shall cover you cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid by the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. You know they say COVID-19 has these little it's like the jump, but it's got all these little spiky looking things all over it. Man, I i have claimed the scripture over my family so many times that COVID-19 cannot hit my family in the day or in the night. All right? It says this. it says, and you shall not be afraid by the terror by day, nor the arrow that flies by day, um, the terror, by night, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste on noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Everybody you know may catch COVID-19. Every, you may know, you may see people that get it, go into the hospital and go on ventilators and you're going to, we've already seen some people have not come off. Some people have passed away. I'm making this roof. COVID is real. But the thing about it is the Bible says this, I will see it around me. But I'm different. Where I position myself makes a difference. It says this, it says that nor shall the pestilence, well, it's a thousand will fall on my side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only the eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now look at this. It says, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, you have decided to get under this thing. It says, no evil shall befall you, nor plague come near your dwelling. No COVID-19 will have an effect on you and your family. I have prayed this every day this week over my kids as I dropped them off at the school because the Word of God is more powerful than COVID-19. The Word of God is more powerful than anything the enemy's trying to put me under or trying to put me beneath. I am not going to live in fear. I am going to live with wisdom, but I'm also going to believe the Word of God. And it says this, and he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. If their hands shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample under your feet because he has set his upon you therefore I will deliver him I will set him high because he has he has known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and I will honor him and with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation now the Bible says this all of those good things happen to those that are under the shadow of the Almighty. Just like the children of Israel. When they were in Egypt under a different rule, darkness came upon that nation, but yet they were different when darkness was everywhere else. There was still a light in every Israelite's home. What I want to preach today is how to be under and what it is to stay under and be under what every single one of us need to be under going into the rest of this year. Amen. The Bible says this. Let me explain just a bit what it's talking about in verse one, because he said, If this happens, all the rest of this is yours. That's a pretty good deal. He says if you it says for it says, <laughs> here, I just, uh, it says <clears throat> Lord, I messed up I said, He who dwells not everyone will do this. It says for he who dwells you need to understand there is a difference. There is a difference. Not everyone. I'm not just talking about positive thinking. The Bible promises for he who dwells, meaning there are some that won't, but then there are some that will. And those that will, the Bible promises these promises. It says this: He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, when you think about secret place, most people think that it's you know it's hidden, it's not easy to find, it's been put in a place purposely for people not to be. A, that's not what this is saying. You know, this really comes out of the word more like secret. One translation actually says, this translation says, the secret. Well, in other words, like if I come up and tell Amanda something that I want her to keep just between me and her, that's a secret. A secret is a personal interaction. I'm not talking about this thing called church I'm talking about those that have decided to make a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ a personal relationship a personal interaction the Bible says he who dwells in the secret place he who chooses to have this personal relationship with the Lord says shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty now kids I'm gonna be honest with you when I was your age I used to think everything about my relationship with God was dark it's like I can't do this can't do that and there's nothing about the relationship with you I used to think, Lord if I get saved I'm a an ugly woman I have to do a job I hate and have I'm gonna to have to live in a place I don't want to I gotta be honest with you none of that's true I've got the most unbelievable life that I've never deserved to have and it's not because I, I've worked really hard I'm blessed beyond even my working in my measure I'm blessed because I chose at some point in my past, I have a personal relationship with Jesus. I chose to let him become my light and put the light on the inside of me. Now, when I did that, it says, he will dwell under the secret place, shall abide under the shadow. That shadow's not a bad thing. When I was a teenager, I thought it was. I thought living for God and relationship with God. Prayer seemed hard still as adults. Sometimes prayer is hard. Reading my Bible seemed boring. But that's not what the Bible is. That's not what it's about. It's about you having a personal relationship with Jesus, talking to Him daily, letting Him talk back to you daily out of His Word. It's a personal relationship. This is what He says. He says, Your life will be like living under a shadow. Now that word shadow comes out of three different root words, and those three shadow words mean this. Number one, it means actually the word Shadow now what how many you, now kids, you're not going to remember this, but your parents will. I actually was looking on the news last week and the last Blockbuster in America just turned into an Airbnb. I thought, how crazy is that? And so you can actually go on an Airbnb and book the last Blockbuster and they put a bed and put a living room in it and you can actually go stay in a Blockbuster and rent, I mean, watch any of the VHS tapes they got all around the place while you're there. It's totally crazy. But kids, you will remember this and this will go out right of your head, but this really, this part's for your parents. How many parents remember when we used to rent vhs tapes we would go to movie gallery or the. we would go to blockbusters things and every time you walked in them they always had everyone I ever went into they always had this one vhs tape that laid up on the counter and it was all gnarled and swirled up and twisted up like this all bent and warped and it says do not leave this tape in the sun <laughs> Do you remember those? Because obviously, people would throw them up on their dash, drive around town, and the sun, the elements, the forces out there have the power to just warp and destroy lives. And it's the truth. Here in this world, we live in a supernatural nice world. The devil, Paul says, gets up every day to steal, kill, and destroy. So every day, the devil's getting up trying to stop, kill, steal, and destroy things in my life, trying to stop, kill, steal, and destroy my kids. Up, but the thing about it is this: I don't have to live under the fear of the devil because it says that the devil goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Go back to your school days. May means permission. Can means has the ability to. So may he only can do those that he may devour. He can't devour anyone. The Bible says under the shadow. Just like when you take a tape and you would put it outside of a shadow, you put it in the raw elements, that VHS tape would just warp and be destroyed. Your lives when it's not under the protection, the shadow of the Most High has a way of destroying. That's why lives get destroyed out there every day because they move themselves to a the place of living out from under the shadow of the Most High. So the first thing that this promises is when I have this personal relationship with God, I'm under a shadow. I'm under a protection that where other people's lives are destroyed, Mine will not be. When my marriage should fail because I'm under the shadow, God will hold it together. When my jobs and my finances or my health should fail, it will not be destroyed because God will hold it together under his shadow. So the first promise is that when we have this relationship with God, you are protected from the elements that are out to destroy you the second picture here in this should the word shadow means shade now there's a thing called a shade line and if you work outside you carpenters know that I mean workers know this in other words you can be standing in the heat it'll be you feel like 110 degrees right here but there'll be a shade line you can just step right under and it goes down to like 86 degrees it becomes tolerable so lots of times in life people choose they don't understand the shadow of the Most High so what happens is they live a life under the fear anxiety live the life under the pressures of their desires they do not live their life under the relationship that they have gotten so what they're under they're under this wall elements the Sun the things that are beating down on them that would destroy them that would just melt them but then all of a sudden there's somebody walking through exactly what they're walking through walking through even things that even tougher and they just coasting through this thing because they're living in a shade. This personal relationship with God allows us to walk through difficult things in life in a condition that is so much better than we could ever deserve or want. We're under a shadow. You ever met people that were that way? There's like... No matter what, tried to blow them down. You couldn't steal their peace. You couldn't steal their joy. It's because they'd learned to walk under this shadow. When the enemy would come and try to move them in under fear, move them in out of anger, God would say they would understand that there's a shadow I can live under. And it makes the intolerable to. Toler- Sister Vasha just buried her son. And I mean, and as a parent, I don't know how a parent does that. That's not natural. Kids aren't supposed to bury their parents. I mean, parents aren't supposed to bury their kids. But look at her smile on her face. How could that be? She understands the shadow. The shade. That God allows us to be able to walk through things. Anybody I've ever met that knows the Lord for any length of time, they understand what I'm saying when there's this ease to going through things. But the third part of this word is not, first there's shadow as in protection then there's shade as it makes your life easier to deal with but then there's this next thing called a dial what a dial is is the old timey clocks that they used to use in ancient days kids I don't know if you've learned about them in high school you are in school yet but it was a plate a metal plate and they would stick this little thing up it actually looked just like my finger thing here it would be right in the middle and as the Sun would come up and the heat would begin to beat down on life a shadow would be cast along that dial. And as the sun would move, that dial, that shadow would move. And that's how they told what time it was before we had our watches or cell phones. This scripture says this. This scripture says that those that have chosen to have this personal relationship with God, they've chosen to live under God's way of doing things, they don't only just have protection they don't only be able to move into a life of ease that others don't have but it says this you will move into a place where the timing of God is at work in your life you ever wonder why God hadn't stepped in and fixed it yet You ever wonder why God hadn't moved and caused things to change or you you feel like you're always waiting on God to change let me explain it to you the timing of God is God's power and when you understand that you live under the shadow the dial the timing of God you understand that God's always at work that shadow all day long never quits moving never quits moving but it also is always telling time God works on a time schedule of his timing and so we won't everybody says this God's never too early God's never too late he's right on time I disagree with that completely because all the way through the Bible I see Jesus waiting on people to get to where they need to be and I found out this usually if God's timing is not working I'm not in the right place but if I'm in the shadow his times at work the best story to see this in is Moses You remember Moses we talked to him last week how at 40 years old he thought he realized I have a destiny. He beat a dude to death uh, He thought God's gonna use me to do this And so he jumped up out of the timing of God when he jumped up out of the timing of God He beat a dude to death and he had to spend the next 40 years running and I don't know about you I've done that a lot of times in my life I've got out of the timing of God jumped ahead tried to make things happen in my own strength and when I did I'm sure Moses was a lot like us the first ten years he said God please forgive me please give me another chance please I and for I'm sure for ten years he cried out repent repent and he thought God wasn't moving or using him at that moment because of what he'd done he couldn't have been any further from the truth and I'm sure the next 10 years he's like God I knew I blew it and I understand but please raise somebody else up because obviously I'm not good enough now you have to use someone. I'm sure that was an too because when God did show up that's what he tried to say I can't imagine all the prayers and things he went through for 40 years thinking why God wasn't doing what God was supposed to be doing but Moses didn't understand the timing of God see the timing of God when Moses killed the man the king or the Pharaoh at that time was King Ramesses, who was a father figure in his life. Moses could not have walked into his father and said, Let my people go, because father would have said, To the dungeon and kill him. He didn't talk to Pharaoh's authority like that. So that Pharaoh had to come off the throne before God could use Moses to do what God would it. So when forty years later when Moses showed up in front of Pharaoh, it was King Ramesses II. It was his brother. The one that he was raised side by side with. So he wasn't speaking against authority, he was speaking to an equal. But something else had to take place. The Bible says that when the judgment of God came on Egypt, there had to be a baby that had to die in that process. And until King Ramesses II had a child, that when the death angel took him, it didn't change his heart, God couldn't move in the timing to release His people. What I'm saying is this, God's timing is always God's power. And when you understand that God's timing is at work in your life, and you're saying, God, why aren't you doing this yet? Why aren't you? You need to know God's timing is at work. And when God's timing happens, everything's released. We that have a relationship with God, we live on God's time, not our time. And you need to know we're at a moment in history that is God's time these are the last days and God's time clock is ticking so now more than ever we need to understand we have to be under this shadow now I'm gonna break this story down real fast this was written by David he understood it very well because David spent a lot of his life in the wilderness I don't know about you but my life over the last five or six months has kind of felt like we the whole nation the church that we've been living in a wilderness I know there's people right now, they're married. They feel like they're in a What is a wilderness? Wilderness is in a place that is dry, that is hard. It's hard to sustain life in wildernesses. It's hard to be able to go forward in wildernesses. As a matter of fact, they would exile criminals to wildernesses in those days because it was a punishment. Here in, and I won't go into it all because of the time, but in 2 Samuel chapter 17 verse 24 is one of those times that King David who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart the greatest king of Israel of all time got God chose this man anointed this man called this man but he found himself constantly facing wilderness situations some because of his own doing and some because the the Lord was allowing his timing his shadows at work in 2 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible says that there was a thing going on. King David's son Absalom had risen up and decided he was going to take the king back from the dad. So his own kid, this was a family issue, his own family was at war. And he was going to take his kingdom and it was going to drive him out and he was going to lose his kingdom. It looked like everything was falling apart. And the Bible says this there in verse 24, it says David rose up and he took some men with him and he led his men into the wilderness. I love this because you need to understand this. When you're under the shadow of the Most High and you have that personal relationship, you need to know sometimes God is going to lead you into a wilderness. Mm-hmm. And those that are loyal to the King understand that if God leads me into a wilderness, He's not going to lead me there. He will lead me out. And if right now you're in a wilderness in your marriage, your job, your finances, if you're in a wilderness, if you're out there going through a hard circumstance where you're trying to, it's hard for you to even keep life existing in a certain area, you need to know it's not a punishment. Kings lead loyal men into wildernesses. The Bible says David led them into the wilderness. And it said this, when they got there, there were three men that brought them food and brought them beds and brought them ladders. And it said this, because he saw they were thirsty and they were hungry. The king led these men into a wilderness and he allowed them to get thirsty and he allowed them to get hungry. And these were loyal men. See, a lot of times the enemy tries to convince you that just because you're going through something hard, just because you're in a tough situation, just because things aren't going the way you need, want, or desire, you think that God is punishing you or you've done something wrong or you've blown it too bad. You need to understand, wildernesses are not all bad. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord led Jesus into the wilderness that had a devil in it. You ever been led into a wilderness that has a devil in it? There have been times I thought the Lord led me into a wedding, a marriage that had a devil in it. Or hey, I was working on a job. And God gave me a job that had a devil on it. or you know what I'm saying? I, I've been in a situation right there a lot of times. But God led Jesus into a wilderness that had a devil in it. Because why? Wildernesses are not bad times. Number one, you need to know what the word wilderness means. If you break and in, go into the... Hebrew of it, it means dabar, which means this, a driven place, a promise, a spoken place, a word. If you find yourself in a desertous place in any part of your life, what you need to understand is God's trying to tell you something that you desperately need to hear. God's voice was clearer in the Bible during wilderness seasons than the other time. Moses heard God call out destiny while he was standing in a wilderness for 40 years. Elijah was in a cave in a wilderness in the middle of an earthquake, in the middle of a wind, in the middle of a fire. But yet God said, I'm with you. He heard God speak like never before. David came home to Ziglag in the middle of the wilderness and his house had burned, his wife was taken, his kids were gone. He lost everything. It was a waste. But yet God spoke to him and said, I'll recover it all. Wildernesses are where God gives promises. Yes. If you're in the middle of a wilderness today, I'm here to tell you, God is speaking a promise to you. A lot of times we get in a wilderness and we get so tied up into what we're hearing that we can't hear the promises of God but you need to know this if God will give you a promise in the wilderness a promise works in the palace a promise works in the field and a promise works in the wilderness you can't keep a promise from God from working and it is easier to hear God speak in a wilderness than any other time in your life do you know why just like David's men because people very seldom change when things are good trouble has a way of causing us to seek and hear from God and so when you find yourself in a wilderness you find yourself hungry and thirsty and you're, you 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 look at your marriage and you see it but you find yourself trying to hear from God more than ever God longs for you to turn that ear to him and so he will lead you in the wilderness at times so that you will give him completely your ear Wildernesses is not only that wildernesses are also places of encounter when David, in this story, was in this wilderness, the Bible said three men came up to him and blessed him, helped him, and changed everything. Now, this is not about, I want to talk about three unlikely sources that God will use during this season of your wilderness that will change everything. In first, uh, 2 Samuel seventeen twenty four, the Bible says this. The Bible says that when David got into the wilderness, his men were hungry. And they were thirsty that the first man that came, his name was Shelby. Shelby means, if you go to the Greek word, in the Bible, every name, all them hard words that are hard to to pronounce, they all mean something. And God's telling us thousands of years later, here I am, this is how I work. So you can go back and look what the words mean. In the first name, it says Shelby came. And Shelby means glorious, glory, manifested presence of God, the weight of his presence. You need to know this. Bible says God is a very present help in the time of trouble. God allows us to go into wilderness seasons because he wants to be closer to you than he's ever been. Moses had blown his life by actions that he took, but God appeared in the wilderness, not at the well. God could have came to the well, but He came into the wilderness at a, at a tree and called Him, and He transformed that dry, dead, air place. Moses was shot because the bush didn't burn up. The reason why I believe He didn't, couldn't believe the bush wouldn't burn up because it was a dead tree. He was like, "Man, this thing's not being consumed, but it should be. It should be burned up. So I got to go check this out." And as He got close, God said, "No, no, 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 no! Don't come close. Take your shoes off, because what was once a bad, hard, tough situation, I'm going to make holy." And he transformed that place from being a wilderness to being holy ground. He said, Take off your shoes and encounter me. I don't know about you, but when I find myself going through tough situations, man, first thing I do is start crying. I wish I was spiritually mature enough to pray the same fervent and the same prayers I do when things are good, but I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't. Usually things have to get bad before I really start crying out to God like I want to or desire to. And see, wildernesses, if God's allowing you to be in a wilderness right now, what God is saying is, I want to have an encounter with you right now in a way that will change you forever his name was glorious the presence of God start looking for the presence of God in the middle of this wilderness start looking for God to step in and have an encounter with you that will change you forever the next person that the Bible says God used his name was Makar which means seller or sold out the reason why God allows wilderness seasons to come in because God is calling you to sell out and he's not gonna allow you to have one foot in and one foot out anymore if you are on the fence and you're straddling this thing we're facing way too bigger issues than for you to try to just get to a place of comfort what I've learned is this my commitment always hides in my comfort meaning this I find out how committed I am when I start losing the comforts that I think I need to have. I told this story earlier in service about how me, vet, and Pastor Jerry went into the wilderness one time. And they told us we're going to be there for a while. And they said, you all can bring one thing. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to bring water. If this is going to be, I'm going to bring some water because I'll probably get thirsty. I'll need it. Pastor Jerry said he's going to bring a uh, sandwich, something to eat, because when we get in this room, he's going to he need something to eat. That's the event. What he was going to bring, he said, I'm going to bring a car door. We were like, what? He said, I'm going to bring a car door so when it gets hot, I can roll the window down. <laughs> Have you ever seen people that God was leading into the wilderness? That they're trying to hold on to all these things that try to keep them comfortable when God is saying, I can't get to you as close as I want to be unless you're willing in this season to completely sell out. And so you won't come out of a wilderness until you make the choice that this is going to either be make it or break it. We find out if you're sold out when things get tough. You find out if your church attendance sticks when things start getting tough. You find out if your Bible and your prayer life sticks when it starts getting tough. You find out if you're, if you're how committed you are when you're giving changes because of your financial situation. I'm telling you, the wilderness seasons will either make you or break you. But God leads you there so that they can make you. They will make you into something you never thought you could be if you'll choose to sell out in the middle of your wilderness. See, he came and he was a sellout. He said, I don't know about you, but there, I don't know how many times I've walked through tough days. I said, Lord, I've tried everything. Now all I can do is pray. That's what God has been trying to get me to do the entire time. Thank you get to the end of my road, get to a place where nothing can do it, nothing can fix it, all I can do is sell out. And I do it wholeheartedly. Say, God, if you can take anything with this and use it, it's yours. And God brought me there for that moment. And when I get to that moment, everything will change. Because what you sell out in the wilderness will take you through the next season. The strength that you sell out now will be the thing that you walk through the next season in your life with. Because if God wouldn't have led you there, if He wanted wanted to use it for your good, now the next man that came to him was this, and I'm done. Brasilia, which that word has two different meanings. It means my iron or choice olive. Two totally different. You're like you're reading that thing. What in the world? In your wilderness, God leads us there because God knows what's on the inside of you. I've been through some hell and back. And I look back and I think, how in the world did I ever make it through that? Because the Bible says God will never allow you to go through anything you can't handle without creating a way of escape. So if you're in this season, it's because, guys, know there's, a, there's an iron in you that can't be broken. And he's refining that thing. You know, there's only one scripture in the Bible that tells anywhere in the Bible about Joseph's time in prison. He did everything right, everything right, everything right, and all of a sudden found himself in a wilderness because he got locked up and put in jail. And this is what the Bible says in Psalms. Thank you, guys. I forgot to call you up, but thank you. I needed you. It, says it, it said this while he was in jail. It said, his heart became as iron as the bars that held him in. That sounds bad, but what that means is this what was only inside of him became so strong that it couldn't bend. The best picture you can see in the Bible of this, I believe, is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had such an iron backbone in them that when all the pressure of all their life was to bow down and serve another God, they said, We cannot stand. I believe it's because they were full of iron. They could not make themselves if they wanted to because of what they've been through in the past. The wilderness is the the, the the battles and things because when you go back the children of Israel had been under battles they made it through it and it had put a steel in them that you couldn't break. Yeah. See God brings us into wildernesses because there's a steel inside of you. But that's this now God just don't want to bow you up and make you tough. This name also means choice olive, which brings us back to your anointing. The anointing of God is developed in wildernesses because of this reason. has called you to do things you can't do. God is wanting to use you to be able to do things that far exceed your ability or know-how. But God's done that with men since eternity. Because what He did was He took ordinary men, He would lead them into wildernesses, they would go through seasons and they would understand that this season is not to break me, it's to make me. It is a season of releasing an anointing on my life. An anointing is a supernatural power that God will put on you that will give you supernatural abilities to do things that you never could do, go through things you could never go through, and make a difference in ways you never could. I can't imagine living without an anointing. My life would swallow me up whole and spit me out. But thank God He's taken me through wildernesses because, see, anointing don't come from the olive. What you have to do is rip the flesh off the olive. That seed was under the flesh. So God had to get it out and then it put it under the right amount of pressure for the right amount of time and as a stone would roll over it, before it shattered, it would release an oil. And that's what the anointing oil was made out of. This pressure cooker you're under is only for the right amount of time with the right amount of pressure. It is not allowed into your life to destroy you. It is allowed into your life to anoint you. Kids, you have the power because God is sending you back into wherever you're going into school this year to be anointed to make a difference in your school. Peer pressure is not stronger than what God has made you, peer pressure is not stronger than the anointing that you carry. The anointing you carry has the power to change the peer pressure. You are anointed you say, well, Cricket, what does all this mean? This is what I feel like the Lord sent me here to do today, to say. Is that if you're in this wilderness, hey, God's at work. And you need to move out from under the stress, the guilt, the shame, the pressure, the anxiety, the fear, even of this COVID-19. If you're born on the planet during this time, God has a plan for you to walk through this thing. And because you're here, he needs you to know you can live under everything else that you're hearing and feeling or you can choose to live under the shadow of the Almighty. Now the best way to describe that is it's a life of rest. It's a life of peace. It's a life of joy in the midst of a storm. The best way to say it is you have to move your life out from under whatever the enemy's trying to draw you into and move your life into a place of rest. Now, I don't know if you will understand this. I do because I have a past, but police officers are called, law enforcement are called officers of the peace. And I want to be, I feel like the Lord sending me here today to be an officer of the peace for you today. I am to declare over you a place of rest I'm declare over you a place of protection I'm supposed to declare over you a place of ease I'm supposed to declare over you a place of anointing that means I'm gonna have to put you under arrest this morning I'm going to take the position to put you under arrest you know because of my past I know what that means before you can be arrested they actually have to read you your rights it's called your Miranda rights, and they say this when the cop gets ready to take you in and don't raise your hand if you've ever heard this before but that's what he says he says you have the right to remain the Lord sent me here to declare over you you have the right to remain safe this year you have the right to remain protected this year you have the right to remain joyful this year. You have a right to remain healthy this year. You have the right to remain blessed, free, delivered this year. You have the right, because you are under the shadow of the Almighty, to walk through what others can't and survive in a way that no one else could. You have the right to remain everything that God's called you to, no matter what you face. Amen. But the random says this. you have a right to remain silent. You're going to have to choose this year to learn to shut up when it's time to shut up. Kids, you'll get it in class. (laughs) But parents, you're going to have to learn to use your right to remain silent. You cannot speak what everyone else is speaking. You cannot say what everyone else is saying. You cannot just say how you feel when you feel the way you feel. You have the right to remain silent to what you feel. You have the right to speak the word of God into your situation. You must declare the promises of God. My children will live and not die and declare the glory of the Lord. My children can tread upon lions and adders and young lions and dry. Can they trample under their feet? He has given their angels charge around about them to keep them in all their ways. I have the right to declare the word of God over their destiny. I have the right to declare the word of God over their situation. You have the right to remain everything that God called you, but you must take your right to speak the word into your situation. Then it says this. It It says you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you stop speaking about your husband that way Stop speaking about your wife that way. Call out the king or the queen that is in them. Stop speaking about your boss that way. Stop speaking about your... your, Because you got the right. Anything you say can and will be used against you. You will speak this year into this thing. You speak, oh, we're going to go to school and our kids are going to get COVID. My My kids are healed, whole, protected, anointed. They're under the shadow of the Almighty. You must speak... Because anything you say can and will be held against you. Now, you, need, you have a right to an attorney. And it says if you can't afford an attorney, one will it be provided to you at no cost. What that tells you is this. It don't matter what you've done and what you're charged with, we've got the best lawyer that has ever walked this planet. You know what makes a good lawyer a good lawyer? He gets all the charges dropped. He will get them. I, I, I always, if I need a lawyer, I've tried to find one that would get everything dropped off me. Here and I'm here to tell you. Jesus has already paid the price for any mistake, any failure, any word, any deed that can be held against you. Your lawyer can get the charges dropped and your lawyer has already paid for what you couldn't pay for. So you have to understand, your lawyer is fighting on your behalf. The Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Every time the devil says you're all this, you say, no, old things have passed away, but all things become new. My lawyer got me off that thing. I'm not going to pay for that. I am blessed. You have a right to have a lawyer. But then this is what it says. They read you all that. But then he goes here and he says this. He says, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. So you have the right to an attorney. If you can't afford an attorney. How many of you guys have heard this before? <laughs> if you can't afford an attorney, one will be provided for you at no cost to you. Then they have to ask this. Do you understand the rights I have just read to you? This is what the Lord sent me here to tell you today. You need to understand what God has done for you. You need to understand what it means to be under the shadow of the Almighty. Understand what it means to have the shade of God in your life. To understand what it means to be in the timing of God in your life. You need to understand, because if you do not understand, you cannot believe. And the Bible says if you can only believe, then you will receive. Jesus said in Mark, he said this, if you will believe, you will receive. You said, well, cricket, it ain't happening for me. Start believing what the Word of God says. Start believing that God is for you, not against you. Start Believing that the power of the blood of Jesus is stronger than anything the enemy is sent to destroy you with. You have to move yourself to a place where you understand the rights. And then it says this with these rights in mind. Now, this is your part, and Leah is about to break it through for us, alright? This is what it says: with these rights in mind. Now, before we go any farther, you, you may be here this morning. I want to make sure before any kid or any parent goes back into school and send their kids, that every one of you guys know how to get these rights for you. All you have to do is make a personal relationship with Jesus Christ if you don't have one. It moves you under the shadow of the Almighty. If you're here today and you're not right with the Lord and you want these rights at work in your life, I need to pray with you right now. I need you, me and you, need to fix this thing so that these rights will be your rights. If you're here today and say, and I'm not right with the Lord, but I need to be right with the Lord today. I want to pray with you. Just simply raise your hand right where you are. Boy, girl, young, old, mom, dad. We need to get you under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's pray. Say, dear Father, I ask you right now. To forgive me for any sin, any wrongdoing, anything that would have moved me out from under your shadow. And I declare right now that I am a child of God. Your son paid a big enough price for me that I accept what he did. I believe he died. I believe he rose again. And I believe that right now I am a child of God. In Jesus' name.